Dark Cast Network. The light shines brightest on our indie podcasts. Welcome to the first episode in our review series. And what a selection we have for our first dive into review territory. The Evil Dead. It's a dark and gritty horror franchise that doesn't hold back or pull any punches. On the outside, it's just a series that deals with demons and dispatching them and the horrors that follow. But if you look deeper, you will see much more. To start this review, we have to distinguish the series by its separate installments. The Evil Dead, which released in 1981. The Evil Dead 2, which released in 1987. Army of Darkness in 1992. Evil Dead in 2013. And the Stars exclusive series, Ash vs. Evil Dead, that ran from 2015 to 2018. Now, as you can see, it has a decent spread over five installments, but it should be noted that The Evil Dead from 2013 is more of a standalone reboot of sorts that only loosely follows the original material set forth from the films that came before it. No ash, and very little, if any, comedy ingredients. Let's start with digging into the lore. The Evil Dead lore centers around a book called the Necronomicon. The film describes it as an ancient book made from human flesh and written in human blood. The Necronomicon made its first appearance in the works of H.P. Lovecraft. Who is H.P. Lovecraft, you ask? Lovecraft, born August 20th, 1890, died March 15th, 1937. He is best known for being the creator of the Cthulhu Mythos, the Cthulhu mythos is based on cosmicism, the idea that humans are an insignificant force in the universe, forever under the influence and shoes of greater forces. Cthulhu was known as an ancient one, or a great old one, depicted as being a rough human form and an octopus-like head, complete with tentacles. Now back to the Necronomicon or otherwise known as the Book of the Dead. It first appeared in Lovecraft's 1922 work, The Hound. The book's contents are described as being an account of the Great Old Ones and their rituals for how to summon them. The Great Old Ones, as described by Lovecraft, exist interdimensionally, meaning just outside of our own dimension. They are ancient forces that gain access to our dimension through summoning rituals. He also wrote that the Necronomicon's original author was an Arab who worshipped the entities known as the Great Old Ones. So essentially, the evil in the Evil Dead, if we go by what we know about the Necronomicon, isn't tied to the Christian theological realm of hell, but it is darker and a lot more frightening. The spirits contained within the contents of the book are not locked into Judeo-Christianity more like ancient Sumerian beliefs. 
So, let's start. Let's look at the first film, which stars Bruce Campbell as fan favorite Ash, written and directed by Sam Raimi. Now, it rated 95% on Rotten Tomatoes as then developed a cult following. It was so graphic that Britain edited out content that was too graphic for audiences. One being a screwdriver to somebody's Achilles heel and it just digging in and... and yeah, now, the film itself was difficult to film, as the set of the old cabin was also the living quarters for the film crew. It was said that by the time the film was finished, the crew were burning furniture to stay warm. This is something that you could clearly imagine while watching the classic. So what makes this film good enough to warrant such a high ranking on Rotten Tomatoes? I believe it's the subject matter. No holds bar writing and the look of the film. It clearly projects itself as a product of the late 70s and early 80s horror flick. So the summary is in the 1980 film, a group of friends go to stay at a cabin in the woods, which they had apparently gotten at a good price. The cabin was small and run down. Now, after settling in, they discover a recorder and a book in the basement. And later that night, they decide to listen to what's on the recorder. To their surprise, it was an archaeologist that made a discovery in the region of Kandar. Roughly translated, the Book of the Dead. The person on the recording recites some of the book. When these words are spoken, it unleashes an evil entity that terrorizes the group. One of the girls gets so freaked out by the tape that she decides to leave and take a walk in the woods after hearing whispers inviting her to join them. When she's in the woods, she is assaulted by the forest itself. Vines and trees attempt to nature rape her. She escapes back to the cabin as the entity is attempting to retake her. This is a recurring th theme that we will see in all three of the four films in the series. The filming technique used in all of the films that became a staple in the series is that the audience are put into the shoes of the evil entity as it travels across the land in a first-person shot. Some may suffer mild motion sickness, but it is an effective way to relay the antagonist doesn't move in a natural way. Over the course of the film, we watch the entity dispatch and possess the living, or dead. It doesn't seem to care. We also get our first look at series mainstay Ashley Williams or as we all know him as simply Ash. In this film, he's a normal character. His brazen and witty one-liners aren't here. I think this is probably due to the fact that there were no future plans for the series at the time. In fact, the ending to the film led us to believe that there were no survivors. Enter the sequel, Evil Dead 2, that released seven years later. It is in this film that we start seeing that the series doesn't take continuity seriously. In the first 10 minutes of the film, we are greeted with a summary of what happened in the first, with some notable changes. The first change being that it appears that Ash and his girlfriend Linda were the only ones at the cabin, which is not correct. It shows Ash finding the tape recorder in another room upstairs, which is also not correct. In the first film, they found it in the basement. Pretty much the whole summary focused on his girlfriend and her getting possessed and later decapitated by Ash himself. No mention at all of the others that were there with him as a group in the first film. They also established early 
the personality flip of protagonist Ash Williams. His ego apparently blew up and he became a womanizing self-centered hero type. After the summary, the film attempts to pick up right where the first film ended. Given what transpires, it's clear that the film makes up rules and lore as it goes, and usually to fit whatever narrative we're watching unfold. There's definitely more story content here. However, it seems there's more of the same gratuitous gore and interesting creatures who are hell-bent on feasting on someone's soul. The main antagonist here is revealed at the end as the entity is forced into a physical form. It's an interesting concept, but short-lived. I actually appreciate this as it stops the film from going way too far off the rails. It should also be noted that this film is where Ash gets his infamous chainsaw arm and makes use of his idolized boomstick. At the end of the film, we see our hero getting sucked into a portal along with the entity and dropped into the 1300s, in which people of the time consider him a deadite until he kills a flying demon in which they start cheering and chanting as he is the prophesied one that will defeat the evil in the land. This film was a good follow-up. But we can see it start moving into the horror fantasy genre rather than straight-up supernatural scarefest. In 1992, we were greeted by the third film in the series, Army of Darkness. And once again, continuity is thrown right out the window and it begins with Ash being captured and thought to be a member of the rival kingdom. It doesn't open up with the way the previous film ended. It's like the writer was like, well, I have this story to tell, but it doesn't work with the way the previous film ended. Oh well, let's change it. No one will notice. If I could sum up Army of the Dead in as short a description as possible, it would be dark horror fantasy comedy. There are still a few horror perks in it, but most of the former films are lost here. I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy it. It's just the odd man out when it comes to the series. The narrative here is that Ash wants to go back to his own time, and he needs to get the Necronomicon to do so. The people of the land, of the land in the time period also want the book to stop the viral-like possessions, deadites, once and for all. In typical Ash fashion, he screws up, ends up fighting a clone of himself and raising the army of darkness, to which he now must destroy. At the end, we see Ash return to his own time, to his old job at Smart, and boom, Deadite appears in the store. Roll credits. Seems like a good cliffhanger ending that never matured into another film. What can I say about the original three movies is that it takes itself seriously by not taking itself seriously. It seems that fun came before writing, which I'm okay with. I don't normally like slapstick or silly comedy, but I do enjoy specific works, works that incorporate the two, this series being one of them. Now, we fast forward to 2013, and we see a film release simply titled Evil Dead. And yes, it's done by series creator Sam Raimi. This is a reboot remake of sorts. It pretty much follows the first film's narrative, like I said earlier, nature tree rape scene and all. However, it tones down the dark comedy and stands on its own as a good horror film, complete with gore in classic Sam Raimi fashion. One poor guy gets the crap kicked out of him for the whole movie, 
Like, really, how much can one guy take? Nails shot into him, beaten with a crowbar, assaulted by a hypodermic needle in his eyeball, and he's still walking. Now, fan favorite Ash, as stated earlier, is nowhere to be found in this film, as it appears to be more of a retelling, or could possibly take place in a different Cine universe. Take it for what it is. I do recall myself saying to my wife when we were watching it that the film could have ended 20 minutes earlier than it did, and it still would have been a good movie. The whole focus of the demons is to raise this being called the Abomination. Well, I waited the whole freaking movie to see this awesome sounding badass, and it was literally a naked chick covered in blood coming out of the ground. I felt cheated. At least we got a cool looking main demon in Evil Dead 2. Now we just get uh, something that looks like Carrie's backwoods step cousin. Overall, I did enjoy it though as it brought back memories of watching the original films. If you like gore and grit, give it a watch. Now, it's a Sam Raimi film, so you know he has a fixation on liquids coming out of the mouth, going into the mouth. People are things exchanging foul fluids in their mouth, so be prepared. Now, to finish off, we have Ash vs. Evil Dead. It was a series that aired from 2015 to 2018, exclusive to the Stars Network, which some have theorized that the show missed out on a lot of viewers because it was exclusive to Stars instead of streaming giant Netflix at the time. That could be. I actually really enjoyed the series. Bruce Campbell reprises his role as an aged and overweight Ash Williams. That again is thrust into the fight between Deadites and Man. It's not really discussed how Ash ended up with the Necronomicon after all these years. He says in the series that he's had it for 30 years, but it never talks about how he, he went back and got it. Um, but one night while he was high in his trailer with the local girl, like local chick from the trailer park, uh, she wants him to read poetry. So he's high, so he grabs the Necronomicon and starts reciting passages. And boom! demonic explosion. He's joined by Pedro and Kelly, two co-value mark employees on a quest to undo what he started. The writing is good here, and in all honesty, in my opinion, if the show were handled better, it would probably still be running today. It's written by Sam Raimi and produced by Bruce Campbell. I like the Ash that we see here. He's learning that his behavior has real consequences. And he has to rely on the help from other people. Now, it's not without its issues. One being, you guessed it, continuity. So, in the series, when Ash refers to the cabin several times, he talks about how he was there with all of his friends, and they turned to Deadites, and he had to kill them all, including Linda, his former girlfriend. However, we see this storyline cast aside in Evil Dead 2 and it's totally disregarded the happenings of the first film. Then in another scene, he mentions the cabin again, and he says he brought his girlfriend there to get laid. Alone. So there's some wobbling on the continuity. It must really suck when you have to go back and clean up your sloppy filmmaking errors to make your new show work. Overall, though, the Pablo 
Kelly and Ash trio works well. And it's, like I said, written very well. The acting doesn't suck either, if you keep in mind that this is Ash Williams we're dealing with. Overall, I give the entire series seven spooks out of ten. It's a good watch for a party that wants some gore, laughs, and one-liners that's not Nightmare on Elm Street. I just wish the show would make a return. But that's all been flushed right down the hell pit, hasn't it, folks? That'll do it for our first review for the, for the Evil Dead series. Our reviews will probably get a little longer, uh, but I want to keep the main episodes as the focal point of the, of the podcast. So some quick announcements before we go. We are starting to gather ideas for Season 2 of Through the Veil. We want spooklit stories. Send us your local legends, spooky tales, and paranormal experiences to jd at throughtheveilpodcast.com. We want to feature them on upcoming episodes in Season 2, which starts in February. You want us to cover a particular topic or film? Send that our way, too. You can find me on Twitter at JDTheVale. Next week, guys, is Thanksgiving here in the States, so there will be no episodes next week, as we have a lot of family and things to get done. But we will be back the following week with another true crime crossover. Shh. It's a secret. Oh, okay, okay. I'll give you a hint. She was nicknamed the Butcher of Men. As for the film review, we are looking to do the Amityville main series. No, not the awful spinoffs. All right, folks, well, I'm so glad you joined me on this, our first movie-ish film review uh, on Through the Veil. Uh, if you like what you hear, five-star review, refer it to a friend, and uh, stay spooky. I think that's already taken by somebody. Okay, so I'll have to rethink that. Stay healthy, stay safe, and keep an open mind.